This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield and Tana Pennington. You're <laughs> watching and listening to The Wealth Puzzle here at the Lynn Group. Um, Happy New Year. Yes. Tana. Happy New Year to you. We were flaky in December. We didn't do a ton of these. <laughs> but hey, we're down to business now. Yes. We're back so down to business. I didn't even dress up. I look like I'm in one of those. Like, if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, I look like I'm in one of those... Um. It was like plastic, like <laughs> trash bag suits to, you know, to really get your sweat on. <laughs> well, and you're also growing this uh, kind of beard going on. I see. I the problem that I have is I have four kids, and everything works against <laughs> me. People tell me what to wear. They tell me what to do with with facial features. Right. My, um, my um. They all my have ten year old really wants me to have one of those mustaches where you can like twirl the ends Twizzle. of it. You know, like Inspector Gadget or something. Oh, that is so awesome. So, yeah, the the mini beard, this is the longest it has ever been. I've gotten some compliments, but that's just because I have no hair on the top of my head. So (laughs) something is something. Um, I'm not sure how much longer it will last. Oh, that is so awesome. You know, whatever. Here we are. Anyways, anyways, so much has happened. Has it? I don't know. Has much happened? I maybe so much has happened of the same old, same old. You know, there's just every day the drama. You turn on the news, and whoo! Happy New Year! We finally have a new year, right? Remember, remember when 2020 ended, and everybody said, "Don't worry, 2021 is going to be so much better." <laughs> I do remember that. That it's good, <laughs> better. It's weird how it's weird how that for some reason that next yeah. day means everything is instantly right, better. different. And so 2021 was going to be better. We had a we had a new president. I remember the rhetoric being finally the adults are back in the White House. So that was going to solve problems. COVID was, right? was instantly going to be gone because it was a new year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life is good. You know, and then you look at 2021, you had the rollout of the vaccines. You know, and in 2021, you had twice as many cases and more deaths than 2020 from a COVID standpoint even though everyone was vaccinated. I'm not sure how that makes any mathematical sense, but what do I know? Um, whew, better not go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. All right. It's it's too new of a year. I don't need all of the yelling no, out don't. of the gates here. Let's not go there. You conspiracy theorists here. But anyways, let's talk about the stock market. Let's kind of do. Okay. So last year was a very interesting year because um, when you turned on the news, everybody freaked out, right? Everything was bad. Everything was upsetting. Everything was chaotic. Uh, you know, there was crises in the Middle East. There was crises. Um, you know, I mean, Russia is going to invade Ukraine and China is invading Taiwan. I mean, you had all of this global chaos. You had mm-hmm. the second largest real estate holding going bankrupt in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, COVID palooza everywhere you go. Um, you have the government in the United States spending boatloads of money trying to pass major legislation bills. Where do you end? But what was interesting was 
if you if you followed the news, your gut said because your gut's always right, right? No matter what happens, your gut's right. <laughs> and I got a big gut, so mine mine must always be right because it's extra. No. I got I got extra gut. The um, but you turn on the news and it made you think, gosh, stock market's got to crash. Everything's got to be bad. Everything's going down. Ugh, the end is near. I bought a ticket on the Titanic, and um, <laughs> but it was so pretty. The um. And then what, what happened in the stock market? We had a phenomenal year in the yeah. stock market, right? And that's because let me, let, let's let everybody in on a secret. And that's the stock market doesn't give a crap about what your gut thinks, <laughs> right? The stock market is oddly shallow. Yeah. And what the stock market cares about is how strong is the consumer? Do people mm -hmm. still spend money? Will people still have money to spend? Um, that's one piece of it. I mean, just, just a week or so ago, the retail sales earnings came out for the holiday season from November to December, and they were up like 11% year over year. Mm -hmm. And the year prior was a, a blockbuster year. And the year prior, that was a blockbuster year. People keep spending more money. Now, in my opinion, how they spend, it's a little scarier, right? People have more money to spend because they don't have to pay their student loans and they didn't have to pay their rent. And the government gave them stimulus checks and the government changed taxation. So... There's maybe some larger fiscal issues of why the consumer was so strong. But guess what? Walmart stock does not care where the money comes from as long as it shows up at their front door every day. True. And so we had a strong consumer above and beyond that with the normalization trying to come out of COVID. Um, we had a strong fourth quarter when unemployment benefits expired on the federal side. And you finally saw the workforce and labor participation, everything starting to tighten up unemployment numbers are coming down. Mm -hmm. So that piece of the puzzle is really good. I mean, honestly, the forward looking earnings for these companies six to 12 months out are all hugely positive. I mean, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but Tannen and I's opinion is that we're probably gonna have another nice year in the stock market. Probably not as nice as this year was because this year was still kind of the, the recovery stock market. Mm -hmm. The other piece of the puzzle though. So that's, that's kind of the the um, you know the financials, the economics of it. But the other piece of the puzzle, ironically, in my opinion, is inflation. Tana finally had to pay two dollars a gallon for gas in Texas, <laughs> which is very upsetting for her. Actually, it's more than two dollars a gallon right now. Oh, whatever. We we pay like very nine upset. bucks here or something. I, I know. Can't even keep, I can't even keep track. Eighteen fifty a gallon or something. Uh, um, you know, your brisket finally hit you know three ninety nine a pound right? out in Texas. You know, here I, I tell you, I, a few weeks ago, I'm at Vaughn's and, and I'm like, you know, I haven't had a steak in a while. I really want a steak. So I walked back to the, the meat section <laughs> and dude, every piece of meat's like eighteen ninety nine oh, a pound or something. Ouch. Like that. And I'm just like, all right, guess, guess I'm not going to have a steak after all. Just kidding. You know, like a three pack of ribeyes was like seventy five dollars or something crazy. You know, you're like, okay. Oh, uh, dear. The gas in the car that or, or the steak. I don't know what to do. Right. And, um, <laughs> you know, and that's on top of waiting for my health insurance premiums to go up in January. Oh, dear. The, um, so, you know, things have gotten very expensive. So inflation has ran out of control. Tana and I have talked about that on the show quite a bit, you know, in the last year, what inflation has been doing. We like to pull up our little pretty chart that shows it monthly. You know, and there's two types of inflation. There's the consumer price index, which looks at the retail things that Tana and I are spending all of our money on. And in massive simplicity, it things up like 7% year over year. But then there's the producer price index. That's what producers are paying. That's the wholesale side of stuff. That's like 10%. So we've had massive inflation. 
Um, you know, and the irony of the CPI when the government calculates that they drop out food, gas, and housing, the only three things that Tan and I use. Right. So for some reason, I guess what you pay it doesn't there make doesn't sense. count. They're like, well, we don't want the number to look too bad. Come on. <laughs> you know, housing's up only 30% in the last year. So um, why would inflation be good for the stock market? Well, a couple things. One is, is the Federal Reserve has not started raising interest rates, which they should have, in my opinion. But once again, I always jokingly say I'm too stupid to be on the Federal Reserve because I would have raised rates by now. They did not. So by artificially keeping interest rates low, there is not a huge motivation for people to want to want to run out and buy bonds from the government mm-hmm. because the rates are so low. So that naturally keeps people in the stock market. Two is, if you're scared of inflation, if if consumer inflation's at 7% right now, what happens, Tana, when you put your $100 in the bank and you just leave it there for a year? Kind of loses a little value, yeah. maybe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? So uh, you can't buy as much as you could a year ago kind of right. thing? So. So hedge funds aren't dumb. Institutional investment firms are not stupid. The big kids that manage assets in the stock market realize that, wait a second, if I pull assets out of the stock market right now, where do I put them? Can't put them in cash. Can't put them in CDs. CDs pay nothing. Bonds are losing value. Real estate and gold were historic um, Mm -hmm. inflation plays. But guess what? Those ran up obnoxiously Mm -hmm. uh, before inflation hit because of COVID. I mean, it's the irony in gold over the last 12 months is gold should have went up like a missile and it's down 10%. Mm -hmm. That's because it got to the party too soon. And so the reality is there's no better place to keep your money, but in the stock market right now, when you're scared of inflation, things will evolve with that thought. And that's when the feds start to raise interest rates. If they raise rates too fast, or once those rates become more attractive, that could cause some pressure for people to take money out of the stock market and put it in bonds, but we're not there yet. So mm-hmm. for the moment, inflation has been good for the stock market. So what happened? Tana, what was our, did, okay, I, I pulled it up on the screen here, how the market did, but do you remember, I had to get my, I don't know why I lifted up my post-it. I, I know the answer. That was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. That was a prop to everybody. You got to use props when you do a good show. <laughs> Tana, any do you recall, I only said it at least a dozen times on this show with you, where we thought the S&P 500 would end the year? Oh, yes. I remember that. Okay. 4,800. <laughs> okay. Good guess. Yeah. Good guess. So uh, we said 4,800. I have to admit, beginning of December, I was getting a little skeptical. Right. <laughs> Just kidding. I never would admit that out loud. <laughs> Ended the year at 4,774. Nice. That was so close. Oh my gosh. No, you're that wrong. Was... You're, you said 4,800, Tana, and it wasn't. I, so I, It was so close, me. though. It was 4,466. I was looking at today's price. Oh. So we were less than 1% off. Okay. But you That's know what? fantastic. Well, you know what, though? Being less than 1% <laughs> off with a bullet over a long period of time, you're off a lot. So oh, dear. You blew it. Here we go. Disappointed. <laughs> Disappointed. The S&P 500, or excuse me, the Dow hit 36,000. So that was, you know, a good price target. Yeah. So, okay. So looking at the new year, so there's two things that go into factoring projections. One is, you know, earnings. So we look at, want to look at the, the tea leaves of economics, right? What's happening in the labor market, what's happening with earnings projections of companies. Those are the things that help you, we'll say mathematically calculate a projection of the stock market. The things that ruin that 
is your gut. Remember my big gut I was talking about? You know, all the stuff in your gut's what ruins that, right? So you turn on the news and you start yeah. freaking out about the, the headlines. Yeah. And people say, oh, God, this is bad. Right. So if we have some weird black swan event, um, North Korea throws a nuke at us. That's a pretty serious one. Um, you know, if the president shuts down the country again based on COVID, those black swan events can obviously have a very dampering effect on the markets. We saw that in March of 2020 when the government did it. Mm-hmm. So if we can eliminate black swan events and look at just the math and the economics at the moment, Tana and I feel, do you want to tell them or should I tell them? <laughs> Where do you think the S&P 500 will go this year? I think, well, we were talking about this. I think about 5,200 <laughs> Maybe fifty three hundred. Right. If I so can be very optimistic. It's only January third, so right. we're, we're, le- we're leaving it a little <laughs> loose at the moment. But yeah. our initial goal is fifty two hundred. Yeah. Hopefully, somewhere in between that and fifty three hundred. Right. For the Dow, we hope the Dow will will grind up to about forty thousand. So yeah, we think that this won't be the same year that that twenty twenty one was. But we think that based on economics, there's still some fuel in the tank. This thing can still mm-hmm. run a little further. So we're hoping for about a 10% year in the stock market. Once we get to the end of this year, we got to continue to kind of reassess what's happening, though, forward-looking earnings projections, um, even some of the fiscal challenges that we have um, in the country with all of the spending. So hopefully this year is a little less spending. The other, I don't want to call it black swan event, but the other variable that we have that could be entertaining to say the least is midterm elections this year oh yeah good point commonly midterm elections serve one major benefit and that is normally there's not a lot of legislation that's done in a big election year and so whether you want legislation done or not people doesn't really matter the old stock market likes nothing being done it likes gridlock it likes a stalled Mm -hmm. policy because it doesn't want to hear about corporate tax changes and all of these things or, you know, regulation issues. So as long as politics mellows out a little bit this year into the election, that will only help the old stock market. Stock markets don't go in straight lines, right? I mean, you had a, you had a big pullback in September. You had a big mm-hmm. pullback in the end of November um, when Omicron came out. Omicron mm-hmm. scared the heck out of everybody. <laughs> um, you know, and let's, uh, let's talk about it, Tana. Yeah. Bring up your chart. Omicron scaring you to death. So what happened? Well, let's start in South Africa. So on Thanksgiving Day, right? We, we talked about this before. On Thanksgiving Day, the headline comes out, horrific, all caps, horrific mutation. Now, I don't know what that is designed to do except to scare the bejesus out of people, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I even saw that. I was like, that doesn't sound good Mm -hmm. um and then i also thought here we go again you know you know the you know the the apocalypse is coming and so the stock market will crash and what happened the friday after thanksgiving the 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 dow goes down a thousand points Mm -hmm. everybody utterly panics and that's because in south africa there was a breakout in the omicron variant um now, what was fascinating was very quickly, even though the headlines, everyone was hooting and hollering and screaming and going berserk. And the only reason we're talking about this, by the way, is because this impacts the stock market, it impacts your retirement account. So uh, we're not just trying to whine about COVID. But in any case, the headline comes out. It's very scary. The very next day, the, the female researcher in South Africa is saying, oh, this is a crazy variant. Though. I have to admit, it's so crazy. Uh, no one seems to be getting sick. 
Like, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I, I oversimplified Symptoms very mild. Said, yeah. But, yeah. But, oh, this one's crazy, man. Whew, no one's sick. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. What does that mean? But anyways, for about a week, the stock market was real wing-dingy about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And um, in any case, here, here's, the, here's the chart of South Africa. So you see this chart running from May of 2020 to you know a week ago, basically. And if I was to help everybody look at the middle of the chart. Um, so you look at a year ago. A year ago in the United States is where we had the major spike in cases and deaths in the United mm-hmm. States. That's where it was just, unfortunately, a bloodbath. Yeah, deaths so even supersede it. Yeah, so cases, you see here, yeah. the blue line is is the weekly cases in South Africa. So a year ago, mm-hmm. the cases went went straight up over one hundred and twenty thousand a week, and then the orange line is deaths, and the deaths matched the cases and went up like a missile, mm-hmm. you know, all the way to that peak, and then they they lingered a little longer, but then they fell as quickly as the cases fell, right? Mm-hmm. And so you see that in South Africa, these cycles are very indicative of each other. When the cases go up, the deaths go up. And then in November, you see at the end of the chart, a massive spike in cases. In fact, more cases than even happened a year ago when it was a bloodbath. Yeah, that's interesting. And you see what's happening with the deaths. Yeah, very, very Not exactly yeah. feeling like the three waves that we see previously right. in the chart here. I mean, the, the spike in cases has already cratered back down quite a mm-hmm. bit, coming down quickly. And the deaths haven't, haven't really matched it at all. All That's right, great let's, news. Let's go to the U.S. Now I got to go to the U.S. So here's the U.S. So this big wave right in the middle of the screen mm-hmm. is the blue line is cases. So we we peaked out at you know over 250,000 cases a year ago a day. You know teasing 300 on some days. Obviously the deaths came up, and then with the cases the deaths fell. Jeez, I was kind of lispy. <laughs> <laughs> Just how he had a little thistle. Yeah, I don't remember what that is. That was some weird trap memory from my childhood that just came back. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. The um, in any case, you you come out now. You can't even see it right now, but the the cases right now have skyrocketed past what happened a year ago when it was tragic. Year ago, we're teasing five hundred thousand cases right now a day. Um. But you kind of see the the bottom right, the orange line is our, our deaths, our mortality. Because remember, that's what really matters. Cases stink. We don't want people getting sick. But what we truly care about in the history of this country is mitigating mortality. Mm-hmm. You know, every flu season forever, we have never talked about how many people got the flu. We talked about how many people died as the justification for how bad of a flu season it was. Yeah. And so right now, we've got, in in many respects, twice as many cases as we had last year at this time. And we have essentially a fraction of the deaths. I mean, if the math was the same, if Omicron was as deadly as Delta or Alpha or something like that, we should justifiably be seeing, you know, six thousand cases or something of people passing away a day. We're just not seeing it. That's oh, great one, news. One more chart. There we chart it everywhere we can, people. Uh, let's see. So this one shows moving averages of cases, deaths, and hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. So you see that big wave last year, right? All three lines went up. Yeah. Cases, deaths, hospitalizations all went up together, all came down together. Right now, on the right side, we have cases going up like a missile mm-hmm. to the moon, right? On the on the seven-day moving average. The cases are higher than the average right now, so we got a lot more. But you see, yeah, hospitalizations are ticking up. 
but not at the accelerated rate as they were previously. Right. And the deaths are just kind of hanging out. This is good news, in yeah. my opinion. I, you know, totally I don't want agree. people to die. I don't want to get sick, all of that stuff. But if you have something that's more contagious, crowding out a more deadly variant, and right now the mortality rate's staying what it is, I, I look at that as a hidden blessing. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else we got on here. Everybody loves these, right? I just love it when yeah, I Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, what's this? Uh, net U- domestic U.S. migration during the versus in-person ranking. <laughs> That's funny. So look at everybody left California, New York, Illinois, bottom right of the screen. That's a mass exodus. Boop, boop, boop. And everybody went to Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Hmm. That means Tana's real estate value has gone up. It actually has. You should sell and then go live in your local Walmart parking lot. No, thank you. For free. It's freezing here right now. We're having this Arctic blast. You just told me it was 80 degrees last week. It was last week. And then all of a sudden it dropped down to 40, 30, 20. You guys is crazy weather. I know. It was crazy. That is crazy. Well, so what have we learned here? Um, We've learned that don't trust your gut. That'd be mm-hmm. lesson one for, for your 2020 in, in review. Don't trust your gut. You know, news is only as good as news is these days. But, but follow the math. Follow the economics. Those things are what, what really lead things. Don't panic. Don't get upset. There's a lot of headlines about cases and all the things. Totally true. But so far, the data supports that the new variant is way, way, mm-hmm. way less lethal than it, the previous variants have been, which I know we don't want to get sick. I know no one wants to die. No one wants to be a statistic, certainly. But the reality is this is good news for working past COVID because when you look at the development of viruses, they tend to get more contagious and less deadly as time goes on. And so that's what's happening right now, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. Tan and I think that, you know, barring, you know, some big black swan crises here, stock market's probably going to continue to grind higher. Mm-hmm. All, there's enough dry powder in there. There's enough money in the system. People are very liquid. They can spend money. Um, I mean, even the government's still being more favorable about it. The, the government just said, don't pay your student loans, loans till May. Once again, what will people do with their money? Save it, right, Tana? They're going to save their money? They should, but they won't. No, no, they'll be at Walmart spending it all. It's terrible. So anyways, um, we'll be back kind of full steam here every week. So we appreciate all of our viewers. We appreciate the patience he gave us of being a little flaky there in December over the holidays. <laughs> and we're down to business now. Yes. So let's, uh, let's make some money. We need like a final like close. The- <laughs> all right, everyone, let's go make some money. You know, like a... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Happy New Year, everybody, and we will yes. be back uh, next week. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. 
All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.